Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to another podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Ranke. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, welcome to uh, the show. Glad to have you. We're going to be talking about adjustable rate mortgages today, what they are, key terms to know who should be using them, who shouldn't be using them. Some people are panicking because uh, they see the, the usage of, of adjustable rate mortgages going up in the market. So we're going to be talking today. Uh, before we dive into it, um, a couple of housekeeping things. If you're on the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Hit the notification button, like the video, it helps us get the word out, help your friends, all that type of stuff. If you guys uh, are watching this on YouTube, share it on Facebook, Instagram, all these different places that you're on, social media. Again, it helps us grow, get the word out on all this type of stuff. It's definitely appreciated. Um, other housekeeping items, uh, especially for those of you that are on podcast, been listening to us for a long time. We have recently partnered with uh, two different mortgage companies. Um, so we're going to be rolling out a bunch of new mortgage technologies onto the platform on the Fitbooks. Uh, we're going to be doing once a quarter, uh, just in real estate updates, just on the market, interest rates, what's going on in different places uh, with one of the lenders. So that way you guys can stay informed. And they've also asked me if I'd like to do some type of like real estate investment course with them. I told them maybe it's still like 50-50 just because of how much time we're spending with the technology. I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to, to really put into a course, uh, but we'll see. In about a month from now, I should have some time opening up. So I might get that in the comment section on YouTube. If you guys would be interested in that, just say, hey, we're interested in that real estate investment course if you do it, and maybe we'll do it. Um, and I'll let you know if we end up doing it. All right, so with that being said, let's jump right into the podcast. Uh, again, if you're watching on, on YouTube, we'll jump into the video. Let's do it. Uh, first and foremost, what is an adjustable rate mortgage? Um, first of all, in the industry, they are oftentimes referred to as arms a-r-m and then plural s right so just what rate mortgages or if you hear the term an arm that's what the finance industry or your broker or your real estate agent refers to them as okay main thing they're adjustable what do they what do we mean by the adjustable there's actually two main parts that are adjustable the interest rate okay it goes adjustable after a certain amount of time so it changes that's the, the first main piece, but the result of that is the second part, and that's the part that should concern you in terms of the risk of adjustable rate mortgages, and that when the rate goes adjustable, that means your monthly payment is also adjustable. So your monthly payment on these can go up and down, okay? So that's the big thing. Now, typically when you look at an adjustable rate versus a fixed rate, so like if, if today I look at a fixed rate loan versus a fixed rate loan. Um, or adjustable rate loan, I'm sorry, adjustable rate loan next to a fixed rate loan. 
the adjustable rate loan is going to have a lower interest rate. That's what entices people to use them to begin with. Okay. Um, the reason being, I'm, I'm going to get into later on in the podcast and in the video, I'm going to get into why um, that is. But again, that's why people are like, especially right now, mortgage rates are creeping up towards around 6% on a fixed rate loan. And it's like, well, wait, I can get a 3 or 4% on an adjustable rate mortgage. Should I do that? Maybe. Again, we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes, right? Um, but just to sum up the features or, or to keep going with the features of adjustable rate mortgages, um, typically they will stay fixed for a given period of time. Okay. So you will have a mortgage, an adjustable rate mortgage that's like a 3-1, a 5-1, a 7-1, or a 10-1. What that basically means is like, let's just say you're looking at 3-1. It means that the fixed rate will stay the same and your payment will stay the same for three years. And then after that, each year, the interest rate will adjust and so will your monthly payment. Okay. So just to sum up, features again of the adjustable rate mortgage are called, referred to as ARMS. Oftentimes they're cheaper than a fixed rate in terms of the interest rate, but that interest rate is going to change over time, which means the key of this, your monthly payment is going to change. Okay. Now, again, is all that stuff bad? No. It's like I always say when it comes to, to money and financial products, nothing's bad if you use it correctly and if you limit your risk. But in order to limit your risk, you need to understand these things and how they use. So if, if you don't understand them and you're using these things to buy a house, for example, that you can't really afford, it just has a lower rate, you're going to find yourself in a bad situation potentially. Okay. But yeah, I'm going to jump into more on that in the podcast a little bit later on. Um, as well as the video, let me uh, go on to you know the next piece I want to talk about, and this has to deal with again with the understanding how these things work. These are key terms. If you if you're looking at an adjustable rate mortgage and analyzing them, these are key things that you're gonna have to know. And by the way, if you're an investor, you're probably might be listening to this podcast and this video too. Um, these things you need to know as an investor too, because that's typically when who uses these as investors. By the way, okay, adjustment frequency. Okay, what that means, that first term, is how often the interest rate adjusts. Okay, so sometimes they adjust monthly, like every month, literally the interest rate changes and so does your monthly payment. Most of the time it's going to be a year. Okay, so most of the time you'll get a notice saying, hey, your interest rate went from here to here. And that is what your interest rate will be for the next year. And then after that year, it switches and switches and switches, all right, until the loan's paid off. That's the first term, the adjustment frequency. The next one is the adjustment index and spread. Um, I'll start with the uh, adjustment index. So these things aren't just randomly created and said, oh, well, the bank is greedy and they want to raise our interest rates. Like I, I literally, by the way, on one of the biggest blogs, uh, financial blogs in the country, um, I just pulled up what they had to say about adjustable rate mortgages. And literally on this blog, it said that interest rates always increase like because the banks want money. It's like, who, who'd you guys hire? Like what outsource persons you have hired to write SEO stuff for you? Like this is garbage. Like I hope Google just completely like changes their algorithms to get rid of garbage like that. Anyway, that's a whole different side topic. Um, adjustment index. Basically what they do is they will select an index and they will say, 
that that is what we're following. So the two most popular are the secured overnight financing rate and the London Interbank Offered Rate, aka LIBOR. I'm going to use LIBOR because that's what I'm most familiar with, and that's historically what was has been used a lot of on these on these mortgages. Okay, so that's the, that's the index that you got to know, and so that way you can watch what's happening with it. Okay, now the spread the spread is also called a margin. Okay, if you, so if you hear those words spread or margin when it comes to an adjustable rate mortgage, it's, it's the same thing. Okay. What they do, the lender will apply a spread or a margin over the index, okay? And that is how much you have to pay. So, for example, let's just say the adjustable rate mortgage, uh, they're using LIBOR and LIBOR, uh, and then they say it's a LIBOR plus 3%, okay? What that means is like if, if LIBOR, the index, is at 2%, the, is gonna, the lender <laughs> is going to add 3% to it. Okay, so therefore, three plus two, your interest rate is five percent. Okay, you also want to go the specific index um, because, like, for example, you can't be like, oh, well, my my thing is tied to LIBOR, and then you don't know what rate to follow because LIBOR has different terms. So they have like one month rates, three month rates, six month rates, so on and so forth. So you need to know which term that it is. Okay. So, and by the way, people are like, oh, is it that big of a deal? Yeah, it is. The one month LIBOR interest rate right now is 2.68%. The six month LIBOR rate is 3.7%, a 1% difference just from one month to six months. So yeah, it makes a difference, okay? Uh, another key, 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 key thing on adjustable rate mortgages that you need to know. I mean, this is the most vital term and one of the most vital pieces of information that you can follow and and look at in the documents if you're going to use an adjustable rate mortgage it's a cap okay and there's two types of caps so first of all there's a cap and then i guess you could call it a ceiling okay is what the other part is but a cap is how much it can adjust at each period so let's just say it has a one percent cap on it that means like let's just say your current rate is three percent and then you fast forward one year and the index plus the spread, if you add those two together, it would say like, hey, your interest rate is five and a half percent. But again, you started at 3%. And if you have a 1% cap, your interest rate would not be five and a half percent. It would be capped at 4%, meaning they can only increase it by that cap per year. So again, if you go from 3% to 1%, the most they can increase it is 1%. Okay. Now, the other side of that is what's called a ceiling. And a ceiling is the, 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 no matter what happens, the most they can raise it. So let's just say you start off at 6% and you have 1% caps on it. Or let me, let me back up. Sorry. Let me assume you start at 3% and you have a 1% cap. So it can go up 1% per adjustment period. So let's say once a year it can go up 1%. But they might turn around and say, well, you have a 7% ceiling on it. Okay. That means that let's just say every year your rate's increasing 1% because rates are just climbing through the roof. And let's just say current rates are 12%. If you have a ceiling of 8%, can't go up past that. It's capped out, okay? It's hit the ceiling, okay? So caps and ceilings are extremely, extremely important to remember, okay? Now, types of adjustable rate mortgages. I, I touched on, there, there's two big things you need to, to, to look at on these, okay? Um, 
The first one I already touched on, and that's the fixed period. So you might hear like 3-1-5-1-7-1-10-1. Again, I, I touched on that already. That means that that first number, whatever it is, that's how long it's fixed for. Okay? And then the one behind there is how often that it gets adjusted. So the most typical is like a 5-1 or a 7-1. So a 5-1 is, is fixed for five years and then adjustable every year. Sometimes you'll see them like a 5-3. What that means is fixed for, for five years. And then it goes adjustable every three years after that. You don't see those very much in the housing market. You do sometimes, but most of the time, again, it's a 5-1 or a 7-1. Now, the part that I, I haven't touched on yet is that a lot of times to make these even cheaper and more enticing, it's not just a lower interest rate that you get. It's also interest only. Okay, And the interest only period doesn't have to coincide with the fixed rate period. Okay, so let's think about this. You might be in a 5-1, but it's interest only for 10 years. And so what that means is that you have a fixed rate for five years and then the rate's adjustable after that. But you only pay interest only on the loan for 10 years. So you don't pay any principal on it. So if you're going to use that type of loan, the reason why that's so important to understand is that in that example in a 5-1, your payment is going to change starting after the fifth year, okay? And then it's also going to jump a lot after the 10th year because it turns into a principal and interest loan. So regardless of where the rate's at, because you haven't paid any principal on it, a 20-year P&I, principal and interest payment, it's going to make your overall payment jump a lot. And so you got to be really cognizant of that. And I see that all the time. People don't realize that it's a, an interest-only loan. And it's like, why is my, my mortgage balance not going down? It's like, because you're in an interest-only loan. Okay. So when to use an ARM, when not to use an ARM. Okay. When to use it. Like if you know that interest rates are really high and you believe interest rates are going to be like, are going to be staying flat or going down then yeah, you could do that. You can go into an adjustable rate, but you don't really need to because you can go to a fixed rate and then if the interest rates go down, you can just always refinance. So really the only time it makes, if you're like a long-term holder of a property, like you're buying this for your primary house, really the only time it makes sense to do an adjustable rate mortgage is if you have a, a crystal ball and you think that rates are gonna stay flat the whole time. So you can get a really cheap rate all the way through. And that fixed rates are not going to drop. They're not going to go up. They're just going to say flat. Good luck with that crystal ball. You know, if you're right, let me know what you did and we can go and invest together, right? So that's number one. Um, number two, and this is the most common times people use of an adjustable rate mortgage, is that when they don't plan on holding the mortgage more than the fixed period, okay? And this can happen for multiple reasons, Okay. So for example, if you're an investor and you're like, look, I'm gonna hold this property for the max of five years. Maybe to be really aggressive, you do like a 5-1 adjustable rate. If you were more conservative, you do like a 7-1 or a 10-1, so that way you have some leeway in there before it goes to adjustable. Um, and so that's most of the time when we see people use it, okay? It's like when they plan on holding the, period, the, the loan for a very short period of time, okay? I know some real estate investors that are more aggressive than that. They will always use like a 7-1 or a 10-1 no matter what because it pays off the loans like a lot slower so they have more cash flow. 
I mean, to me, you can always do like a 10-1 or a 30-year I.O. You know, I, I personally rather use a 30-year I.O. because it's more predictable. But, you know, everybody does their goals differently. So you just have to say, what is my goals, okay, with this property? And so you want to get out of it. Now, the other time that people don't think about very often is, again, um, if you're going to get out of the loan early, what does that mean? Okay, I see a lot of older people that are in their mid 40s and 50s that have been paying a principal and interest mortgage for a very long time. Um, and they only have, let's just say, like eight or nine years left to go on the mortgage. Why, if your current mortgage rate's like 4% and you can get a 10 1 where it's fixed for the next 10 years and you can get a 3% interest rate, why not do that? Just keep paying the higher payments, just prepayment. It's going to save you some money. Okay. So that's a, a really good time to do that. Okay. And that's a little trick that we see with, with older people uh, with their loans. Okay. So that is oftentimes when you would use it. Now, when would you not use it? Well, simple, like we're the opposite, like when interest rates are low, th this was one of the biggest, I, I just, for those of you watching the video, you're seeing that my hands are on my head because it's so frustrating when I, when I see this, especially with young people, they're like, we, for the last like 15 years have just had low interest rates relative to what they used to. So like when you, again, when I hear like people complain about student loan interest rates and they're like, they're so high, I'm like, what's your rate? So like 4% is like, well, actually that's not that high relative to what they've been. Uh, but they're so used to low interest rate. Now that, again, on student loans, I'm not saying there should be interest or anything like that. I'm just saying, in general, a 4% interest rate on a loan, it's not that high historically, okay? But what they do, I've seen like with mortgages and student loan refinances is they, they'll sit there and be like, oh, well, the fixed rate loan is ten is 3.5% and the adjustable rate is 2.5%. I'm doing the adjustable rate. And it's like, we are at all-time lows. Why would you not get a fixed rate? Like, it makes no sense. Okay? And I'm going to go into that mistake a little bit later on. I get really frustrated with it. But basically, again, when not to use an adjustable rate mortgage is when interest rates are at historical lows. I'm going to touch on that again in a few minutes. Okay? Um, another time is when you plan on holding the property long term. Okay? Especially if it's going to be your primary residence. Again, this is different than investors. Okay, I, I know in people and I hear people now that are like, I, I'm going to do an adjustable rate mortgage because it's affordable and, and it's going to allow me to buy this house. And it's like, if you're getting an adjustable rate mortgage because it's an affordable, that should probably be a red flag to you that you can't actually afford the house. Okay, like, like mind boggling, right? So be careful on that. Okay. Um, if you're confused with them, how they work, like you can have read our article on this, be watching this video, listening to the podcast, and still be confused about how they work. If you're confused with any type of financial product, don't ever use it because something's going to go bad with it because you can't, if you don't understand it, you you therefore don't understand the risk. And if you can't understand the risk, you can't prepare yourself for the risk to minimize it. Don't use it. Okay. Now, here's this big mistake. I'm going to go back to what I mentioned earlier, the, the big mistake I see people make. Going back to that example earlier where I'm like, oh my God, it unnerves me when I hear people say this, like, oh, I went into a three and a half, you know, percent interest rate, fixed rate loan, but I didn't do it. And instead I went into the, the two and a half adjustable rate because it's 
1% lower and I'm saving $200 a month and blah, 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 blah. Then three years later or five years later, when that fixed period is over, like what we're seeing right now, they then come to me and be like, oh my God, like my 2.5% interest rate, it's now at 45 or 5% or 6% or whatever it's gone up to. Let's just say it's gone up to 6%. And they're like, I hate adjustable rate mortgages. I hate it. This is the devil. These suck. And then they go on social media, don't ever do an adjustable rate mortgage. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no, you're a moron because you shouldn't have used it to begin with. And if you used an adjustable rate mortgage and now it's going up or you use an adjustable rate student loan and you had talked to us, I guarantee you I told you multiple times not to do it and you still probably did it. Okay, you just didn't listen. Okay, and if you happen to use one because it sounded good, don't, I mean, I said moron, I apologize. It's, I mean, you guys don't get education on this stuff and these lenders, they make it sound so great and interesting and like, hey, I should do this because I save. Um, so yeah, you get bombarded with this stuff. So I don't blame you either, but that's why you're here, getting educated, right? So the big mistake I see though, this is where it's like, I will call you a moron if you don't learn from this. And this is what I mean by this. Again, going back to the example, 3.5% interest rate, they could have gotten a fixed rate. Instead, they got 2.5% or 2.75%, whatever it is. And now let's just say their rates are 6%. They will come to me, and I hear this all the time. I hate adjustable rate mortgages. I want to refinance and get a fixed rate. That's what I want. Hmm. Okay. Well, the current fixed rate interest is 6.5%. And they're like, ah! I can't afford that. What's the adjustable rate mortgage? And it's like, well, you can get one for five, five and a half percent right now. I got to do that. That's what I got to do. And they, they go in and get another adjustable rate mortgage. And most of the time it's like a three year on a three one because that's what they can afford. A three one, the, the cheapest out of all the adjustable rate mortgages. So that's what they do. And three years go by, interest rates go up even more. <gasps> oh my God, I hate them. And then they'll refinance into another adjustable rate mortgage. And it's like, now they're at like an 8% interest rate and they could have had a fixed rate at 3.5%, but they needed to save $50 a month or whatever the hell they were saving. And some of you are like, yeah, when did that ever happen? Huh. 2008, 2007, 2009, 2010, I was that, I can't tell you how many people I saw interest rates go up to 8, 9, 10% when they could have locked them in at such a, so much lower interest rate and they didn't do it. Same thing with student loan refinancing. Same thing. Uh, so many people could have locked it in at a lower rate and now they went through the moon and pfft, sorry, all right? So it's a mistake I see all the time. Don't do it, okay? Um, so that is some of the adjustable rate mortgage stuff. The last part that I wanna touch on is, cause I get this question a lot and this is a very important point. This is probably one of the most important points that summarizes everything we're talking about on this podcast and in this video, okay? Why is the interest rate lower than a fixed rate? Okay, so when you think about this, lenders have a problem. You see, they borrow money short term. So like when you put your money in the bank, they give you a savings rate of like 1% or 2%. That's liquid, or they, you do a CD, like a one-year CD. So they borrow short term, but then they have to lend on a 30-year mortgage. That's a long-term loan. And so the time period is mismatched. And so if they give you a fixed rate loan and it's 3% or 3.5%, 3 
And then short-term interest rates go up. And let's just say short-term interest rates, they have to now, the bank now has to pay 5% on the, on the, on the money, but they only have 3%. Uh-oh, we got a problem. People are going to take the money out of the bank. They're going to go put it somewhere else. And I don't have the money because I lent it. So they're screwed. So what banks do is they go out and get a bunch of financial products to quote unquote hedge that risk on a fixed rate mortgage. Okay. That's how they do that. Okay. But what that means to you as the borrower is those financial products cost money. And so that cost gets pushed to you in the form of an interest rate. Okay. That's why fixed interest or fixed mortgages and fixed rate loans have a higher rate than a variable or a adjustable rate mortgage. Now, what the lenders do is they say, okay, well, we'll do an adjustable rate mortgage because we only have this risk in this short period of time, three years, five years, whatever it is. And so instead of there, the, the fixed period is only three or five years or seven years instead of 30 years, it's a lot less risk to the bank. Plus, they only have to hedge those three, five, or seven years instead of 30 years. So it's a lot cheaper to the bank and a lot easier for the bank. And then once it goes adjustable, then whatever, they don't care. It's easy for them at that point. Okay. But this is why this point is so important to understand. Like, I don't want you to focus on the mechanics of why, but know this. The bank is reducing their risk that risk if they're reducing it it means it has to be absorbed somewhere else and when it comes to adjustable rate mortgages that somewhere else is you the borrower you're absorbing the risk what risk the risk that interest rates are going to go up and you're going to have to pay it okay so again that is not a bad thing you just have to understand that that is the risk and that is why the lenders do it. Not because they want to put you in a house. Not because they want to be the good guy and say, hey, yay, I, I, I put everybody in a house. Like you think Bank of America is doing their whatever bullshit loan that they just rolled out to uh, whatever it is, um, underprivileged or whatever the hell they're talking and whatever they label it as, as because they're really good at heart. No, the terms on those loans are going to suck and the risk is getting transferred to the borrower. And then in five to 10 years from now, they're going to be in lawsuits with the government talking about, oh, where well, you took advantage of these people. How do I know this? Oh, by the way, it happened 12 years ago. Same bullshit. It's just cycle all over again, right? So we'll be there again. Anyways, that's a, that's a whole other topic. Back to adjustable rate mortgages. You need to understand them if you're going to use them. There's nothing wrong with them. There's only something wrong with them if you misuse it. Plain and simple. And if you don't understand them, and you still don't understand them after today, don't use them. It's simple. If you're an investor, think about maybe using it. Okay? That's something that you can do. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. If you're on YouTube, again, subscribe, hit the notification button, like, comment. If you guys are interested in that real estate investment course, just put in the comments, hey, we're interested. Let us know if you end up rolling this out. Share this with your friends because I guarantee you if your friends are thinking about buying a house, they're going to be proposed an adjustable rate mortgage. Make sure they watch this or listen to this. Or like I said, we have a blog on it too. They can read that also. Make sure you, you make sure that your friends are informed about this stuff as well. See you on the next episode. We'll talk to you soon.